Thank you. Good morning. I'm switched on. This is good. And this isn't too high up, which is even better. And I'd just like to say thank you to all the technical people who have great admiration for them. I chose this title because it's had an impact on me, and particularly in recent years, um, that big people live in God's word. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So it's not just a book, is it? (laughs) It's it's power. It's powerful. And in my life over the years, particularly these recent years, it's brought challenge. It's brought comfort. It's brought healing. It's given me guidance. I think probably most of all, it's cut through confusion and broken lies. If we go to the second slide, please. Big people are strong people. So Ephesians 6, which we looked at not that long ago, it seems. I think Paul preached on Ephesians 6, um, which I love. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I wanted to bring a sword... (laughs) I used to have a plastic sword, but I gave it away in a prophetic act. And I nearly asked Caroline if she'd got like a really massive sword <laughs> from her antiques and stuff. And then I thought, ooh, safeguarding, not a good idea. So just imagine, you close your eyes, imagine an amazing sword, maybe, yeah, heavy, but not too heavy to hold, shining bright, very sharp, able to do damage. Okay, in a good way. So next slide, please. So going on to the armour of God. And I've got a list here. The belt of truth. God's word gives us this belt of truth. It's full of truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We are made right by the blood of Jesus and nothing else. The boots of the gospel of peace. We're not, around, we're not to go around in our slippers. And um, in terms of evangelism and uh, sharing the gospel, that, that's something that really spoke to me, that Jesus said, it's time to put your boots on. <laughs> and I think somebody said, you need bigger boots. So, um, yeah, check out your footwear. <laughs> and the shield of faith. Without faith, we are exposed and without protection. The helmet of salvation, well, we are saved, and that's a fact. And if you're not, get saved, okay? Quick message there to any who are not sure. And the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word, is a piece of armor that's not for defense, it's for attack. That's cool, isn't it? I think it's cool anyway. And we need to pray in the spirit, Paul says, on all occasions. 
and know recently, not that long ago, Sim spoke about the power of praying in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, don't be condemned. I used not to pray in tongues, and I thought there was something really weird and wrong with me. Um, I won't go into that now, um, but it was just more like my, my head was getting in the way. Um, but it's a tool that God gives us to just give us power. And when I've been knocked down, Mama Joyce says to me, you praying in tongues, girl? And I'm like, oh, yeah, forgot. <laughs> so that's a quick note there. Um, don't forget. Um, okay. Next slide, please. The word of God being our sword. It cuts through lies to expose truth. Hebrews 4 verse 12. If we use the word of God and not just know it, not just study it, I know you guys are full of knowledge. I've got a bit of knowledge. You know, some of us might be able to quote scriptures Some of us might say we've been to Bible college and go, ooh, yeah, look at me. But actually, if we're not using it, what what good is it? You know, it's supposed to be this sword in our hands. So in using it, we learn to recognize the lies that lead to shame, fear, anxiety, depression, discouragement, an orphan spirit and bondage. Those might all seem quite grim, but I've been there, so I'm just speaking from experience. And these lies um, accuse us, and they steal our identity in God. And there was a time, for me, where I had very low self-esteem, I had a lot of shame, which obviously led to depression, um, downward spiral. I believed I wasn't good enough, not thin enough, not holy enough, not pretty enough, not intelligent enough, definitely not competent, and not successful. But you know what? <laughs> the Word of God ignores all of that. You know, it cuts. It's like a sword. just cuts through it. It's a load of rubbish. And, and it just slices it and reveals who we are in God. And nobody can argue with that. They can try. <laughs> but are not going to get anywhere. So, as we cut through these lies by declaring the truth in God's word, we can say and we can sing, I am who God says I am. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of the King of Kings. I am forgiven by the blood of Jesus and stand righteous before God. I have great value. I have God's spirit living inside me. And that same spirit brought Jesus back to life. We don't get a little measure. We get the same measure. How cool is that? So I am enough and I am free. And that's you too. It's not just me, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So um, one of my favorite films is um, The Lion King. I think me and Barney used to watch it every day when he was first around. And God used to really use it to speak to me. And um, Simba, in the first one, he, he goes off and he's seen his dad die. Uh, he, he really just needs to forget about it, in, in his opinion. And um, he goes and has fun with his friends, Timon and Pumba. I know I should have saved it for family service, but I feel that you've seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Um, so he's having a great time trying to forget who he really is, and this little clip, um, yeah. 
I'll just, we'll just show it. Thank you, guys. Oh, sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait. You know my father? Correction. I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong. Alive, and I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on, don't do it. Hurry up. Oh, wait, wait. Come on, come on. Come on. Would you slow down? my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. <laughs> um, so Simba was in, we was changed by that encounter and he was reminded of who he really was and that he got a purpose in the circle of life and that's the same for us we all have a purpose and a plan in God's kingdom and we are royalty we have him living inside us so I realise that going back to slides is probably going to be a challenge. So I'm just going to keep talking and then it hopefully it will magically appear. 
God has given his word to enable us to grow. Hebrews 5, 12 to 6. No, that can't be right. 12 to 6. Who knows? <laughs> From Hebrews 12, it says. Um, no, Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5, verse 12. Though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not required with the teaching about is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us keep the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. So that got me thinking. Um, those of you who've parented any little people um, or, or seen others parent them, you know that the, in a way, feeding a baby with milk is a doddle. Because <laughs> when you get to the spoons and the dishes and the high chair stage, it gets really messy. <laughs> and um, somebody's technique was to hold the nose and shove the spoon in, but I won't tell you who that was. Um, it, it got really, really messy. But eventually, many years later, my three teenagers can feed themselves. It's amazing. <laughs> Not sure about the knife and fork bit, but we, you know, we try. But I haven't got to think, will they be able to feed themselves every day? So for those of you struggling with weaning or feeding or fussy children when it comes to food, you have hope. It gets better. I'm not sure about the vegetables bit, but it will get better. But it's messy. It is messy. But if we don't go through that, teaching them how to feed themselves and weaning them off that dependence on milk, they, they won't end up like tall giants and, and they won't end up with that independence. And so that leads me to sort of thinking, well, the enemy wants us to be little people. He doesn't want us to be big people. He wants us to be immature not mature, wants us on milk and not solid food. He wants us to be lacking in wisdom and confidence, not understanding who we really are. If he can't stop us becoming a Christian, he'll aim to stunt our growth and make us ineffective. And I, I think what the, the writer of the Hebrews is saying here is that um, if we can learn to feed ourselves, not live from sermon to sermon, but glory to glory, and actually take a look ourselves not necessarily reading the bible in a year but you know taking a chunk taking a verse even and saying make this come alive to me lord this week whatever that verse might be and we will grow as we apply it um during depression years um i would sometimes just write down one verse and in big writing and stick it on a kitchen cupboard and just have it there um, and eventually I'd end up with lots of pieces, but because it meant, because I'd kind of applied it and I'd, I'd been reminded of it, it meant more to me because I'd chewed on it and, um, yeah. And so busy nappy changing or, or whatever it was I was doing and thinking, Oh, this isn't ministry, <laughs> um, or whatever, you know, those, those scriptures, they're all tatty now, but they're in a drawer because they mean so much to me because God used them to work in my life sort of thing. Um, And in a way, um, when we're surrounded by lies or we're tempted to believe those lies, 
If lies are a poison, scripture is an antidote for that poison. How are we doing with the slides? Hey, look at that. That's amazing. Thank you, Liz. Um, Okay, so next slide. Thank you. Oh, no, actually, no, no, you're right. I'm wrong. We're now going to have, sorry to indulge, another clip from another favourite film of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) From the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadow shall spring, renewed shall be blade that was broken. we'll get to a real sword today <laughs> so so um the the reforging of the sword is significant in the sense that if you haven't seen the film i do apologize but you should watch it um aragon has been a ranger till now and um a sort of cloaked ranger um and it's difficult to tell what his significance is but this lady is in love with him she's going to leave her eternal status and become human in order to be his bride and he's going to take up this reforged sword so that he can be king okay so it's very visual um and our our next slide just says big people grasp their true identity from god's word and they use it God's word, as I've said, is a sword, not for decoration, but for attack. Jesus used that sword of the spirit and the word of God in um, Matthew 4, when he's in um, the wilderness. Every temptation that comes his way, he brings the word of God straight away. And he defeats the enemy, the enemy leaves him. And, you know, if Jesus needed the word of God to attack the enemy. How much more do we need the word of God? So it's time, guys, to grasp our true identity. 
And um, this next bit, I'll just do your last clip, I'm so sorry, um, is, is to make that point, really. I think Liz needs a gold star. She's amazing. Yes. Fed in the wake, she I take my leave. Sauron will not have forgotten so 
become who you are born to be. Take the dim old road. I want to spoil the ending for those who haven't seen it, but he um, he does put aside the ranger, and he does say victory. Okay, so it's just a film, but actually, I think it underlines that point that we all have the sword, which is the word of God, and we can all use it if we're to live in it, use it. It's it's actually really powerful and effective. I'm completely lost on where I'm supposed to be. Do you know where I'm supposed to be? Oh, thank you. Yes, so big people are transformed by using God's word. Paul says in Romans, don't conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we're not made to survive, not made to just exist. We're not made to be good people. We're made to be transformed, and that's what the word does. It transforms our mind, and it, you know, in doing that, it can transform the world. So a bit like the caterpillar, you know, he probably has no idea that one day he'll be in this cocoon and become a butterfly and see life from a very different perspective with his wings. But it's, it's that difference, isn't it, between, between um, the before and after, you know? <laughs> we, can, we can learn to fly. We can learn to have freedom and, and see life from God's perspective. He gave us the ability to fly. And uh, last but one, big people live in God's word. How? So you've probably got your own ideas and this is just my ideas so I would urge you to share your ideas with your friends with each other eat God's word daily it's your solid food for growth feed yourself and as I've said before glory to glory not sermon to sermon follow a bible study app or book I've actually found the app thing quite useful actually because you can do it anywhere um but it's, it's good to open the book as well, because I'm, I'm that old. I need a book too. Um, write scriptures out. Put them up if you want to. Um, read through a Bible book with friends in your LTG if you're in one. If you're not in one, then get one. And I can't remember who you need to see these days for getting in an LTG. Does anybody know? Cheryl. Okay. I'll let her know. Highlight God's word as you digest it. You know, just even if it is one word in a verse, get your highlighter out and, you know, make a mess of your Bible in a good way. You won't get um, zapped by God if you do that, as far as I know. And, and worship, it's, it's there right at the bottom, but it's jam-packed with God's word. We live with so many new songs that are just 
full, jam-packed of scripture. And, um, you know, we can sing, I am who he says I am. And, you know, we might not be able to say, oh, yeah, that's such and such verse. But that's the gist, isn't it? And there are many songs. um, And we are so blessed to have the worship leaders that we do, aren't we? So, so blessed. So please thank them. Because we can sing these things over ourselves corporately, individually. We can make declarations in our singing as well as in our words. And just to reflect, which is last slide, questions we can ask ourselves. Am I living in God's word and using it like a sword in my daily life? Am I still craving the basic spiritual milk? Or am I learning to feed myself on solid food? And what's been the biggest challenge for me over the years, am I believing any lies about myself and my identity that I need to cut through and replace with God's truth? In what ways can I change my habits so that I can grow into the big person that God's planned me to be? So, yeah. Good questions for me to ask myself. So I'm going to hand back to Chris now.